Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, uh, to keep my sanity And the wisdom rushing in So much clearer Welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. Welcome to my Halloween episode. (laughs) And if you're watching on YouTube, me and Charlie have costumes on. This is a new thing for us. Um, Yeah, I'm dressed as roller skating Barbie. Roller skating or rollerblading? Skating. Didn't see the movie. Don't know if they were roller skating or blading. I think it was skating. Roller skating Barbie and Charlie is roller skating Ken. In real life, I am a much better roller blader than I am a roller skater. Cool. But in right now, you're Ken and you don't know how to roller blade because you or roller skate because you're plastic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, yeah, we're dressed as Barbie and Ken and we are going to be reading some sp- Spooky stories. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing some of the bone chilling submissions. Yes. So I actually had my sister sort through the stories this week. So me and Charlie have not seen either of them because I wanted to give you guys the true surprise factor. If you guys don't know, I am not really a spooky person. I'm scared of like I I don't watch like horror movies or like thrillers like it just scares me too much. What about you? Yeah, no, I've never really been like a scary movie type of person and not necessarily because I get really scared really easily. It's just for me, it's not something that I want to spend my time just like being on the edge. Right. So like why spend your time literally being terrified yeah Yeah. that's not fun i like thrillers like action movies that kind of cross over into being like thrillers or different stuff but yeah not necessarily like actual horror movies oh yeah i don't not about that i think the only like the scariest movie i've seen probably would be what's the one where they see dead people what's it called it's like the kid that sees dead people is it called sixth sense Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's the only really like horror movie I've seen. And honestly, I didn't even make it through that. I had to look up the ending. What, um, didn't you watch, is it a quiet place? The John Rosinski. Oh yeah. Yeah. Movies. You watched that. Those, yeah. That's what I'm saying. More like thriller jump right. scare. I love, yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. not like when crazy it, stuff. Yeah. When it gets into like more horror stuff, like spiritual, scary, like, that's what I don't like. Or people just like running from men with chainsaws. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. it's like really gruesome too, I'm not into that. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows how scary these stories are? I guess we're going to find out. Um, before we get into it, Charlie, you haven't been on the podcast on the podcast in a while. 
Yeah, thanks for having me back. I appreciate the invite. I know you're a really popular person and it's hard to compete with some of the amazing guests that you have on here. So Yeah, this is a very exclusive opportunity for you. Just uh, glad to be back in the presence of the Cassidy Lynn. Cherish it. Cherish. I'm actually Barbie Lynn today. Oh, Barbie Lynn. (laughs) Sure. I guess it would probably be Barbie Cassidy. (laughs) But yeah. So, Charlie, we, um, we got back from... Italy recently I just said the previous episode was like a whole recap episode but maybe you can tell everyone like your favorite part of the trips because I like I shared it from my perspective but um yeah and maybe just tell everyone what you've been up to nowadays honestly the the trip was amazing there was so many different pieces and anytime you travel to Europe or honestly any other part of the world because that's just the nature of living in the U.S. versus other countries is there's just so much history wrapped up in other parts of the world, whereas the U.S. is still like relatively new country. And just to be in other areas of the world where there's just layers upon layers upon layers of history and to just be at like a regular coffee shop and then around the corner is like, hey, this is the Parthenon. Yeah, right. Or like, hey, that's literally the Coliseum, like two yeah. feet from where you just had some bomb pasta. Yeah. So that's a pretty it's a pretty unique experience to be in the midst of that and to be able to go around and just experience it and try to soak in the history and to realize the amount of people that have been there before you it's just really crazy to think about yeah it is really cool i feel like we don't really i mean where we live is historical but it's not that historical like yeah i mean it's different living somewhere that was established in the 1700s versus a place that's been around since the beginning of time yeah it's crazy So. so I told everyone on the last episode about my little seasick encounter, my encounter with seasickness. That was interesting. Right. So kind of tell it from your perspective. Maybe tell everyone why you didn't decide to film it for YouTube and for all the people to see. Well, (laughs) I mean, there kind of crosses a line of (laughs) having respect for people in the midst of the different things that they're going through and then content creation. And (laughs) I think I am rather conservative on that scale, whereas some people would cross that threshold and just hold the camera in their puking wife's face no honestly like looking back yeah it was probably good that you didn't record it but um we did like i did just post the shoe on youtube if you guys want to watch it it's like what 18 minutes long 15 minutes yeah 15 minutes yeah charlie um put that video together but there's a part it's like halfway through right at the end of sunset where i literally say like hey, I'm going to need to take a break for a minute. And that's the moment. Yeah. And that was the moment. And then it jumps to like nighttime in the video. So if you guys really like want to see like what was happening, you can see like in the video, the boat was like rocking so hard. Yeah. And and also in the like actual moment when it was happening, we had a couple that was like in the midst of posing for their session. And Cassie's like, hey, I'm sorry. I just need to take a break for a second. And she just like runs off. And I'm kind of like still standing there (laughs) holding the video camera. And I'm, like, recording the session. Yeah. So I'm, like, looking at them. They're looking at me. I, like, take a peek back. I'm, like, okay, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> yeah. I talked to them for a second. The couple, like, hey, just, I, like, tried to cover or whatever. Right, right, right. Just kind of, like, say, hey, I apologize. Like, we're not trying to waste our time. But obviously, Cassidy's having <laughs> a really hard time <laughs> dealing with the sea motion. Yeah. Motion of the sea. Whatever. Yeah. Sea sickness. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was just, uh, it was interesting. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, the Italy trip was fantastic. Um, we did actually go to like a museum that was a Roman villa that was excavated underground underneath of the like foundation of a church in Positano on the Amalfi Coast. And it was really, really interesting to see that. And to, like I said, just harken back to that era of history and to realize just how long people have been there, but also to see a Roman villa that was like perfectly preserved in the volcanic soil because of the lack of oxygen and to go down and see the bright blues and reds and the paint of the actual like courtyard of this house that was from literally like 20 AD. It was just fascinating to be in there and to see that. And we had the privilege of having the actual archaeologist that was doing the dig led the tour. So it was just, it was a cool experience. That's something Charlie's really into. He's really into that like history type of vibe. That's not really my vibe. Do you see the neighbors out there? No, I know. <laughs> okay, our neighbor literally can see us dressed as Barbie and Ken through the window. They're right there. Yeah, you could have closed the blind. Oh, that's true. Should I, it's too late. It's fine. <laughs> we'll keep going. <laughs> okay, so should we get into that? Well, I feel like I want you to tell everyone kind of what you've been up to. It's been so long. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, to be honest with you, I'm trying to remember back to the last time I was on. It was like another horror story episode. And I mean, just trying to think of all the things that we've done since then. I don't really even remember. Okay. That's fine. I mean, (laughs) long story short, every time I come on the podcast, I feel like I just say a bunch of different renovations that we've been working on. And then like, I just say, wow, it's been a lot of fun and we've been going so fast. Right. That, we yeah. did finish up a privacy fence at the old property and I have just been kind of trying to wrap up stuff like that before the like winter actually comes so I can get all the outdoor work done. Yeah. And then I have a bathroom over there that I'm going to finish um, in like a week or so when we get back from this upcoming wedding that we're traveling for. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to Cabo this weekend for a wedding. I'm super excited. Um, I just was emailing with the bride today and like... She's so sweet. Like, I'm, it's literally going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. Okay. So let's get into the stories. I'm so excited. Can I ask you before we get into the stories? I don't mean to delay the horror stories that we're about to read, but what are some, like, when you think about the outfit you're wearing right now, (laughs) how does this fit into your Cassidy collection of costumes that you have worn over the years for Halloween? Where would you put this? Oh, oh. I am not like a hollow, like I don't really dress up for Halloween. Like genuinely, I I don't really go to Halloween parties. Like I just don't do things where I need to dress up. So I genuinely cannot think of the last time I dressed up for Halloween. Can not you? even like when you were younger? Oh, I don't even, I think I went as Dorothy once. Like literally this probably is one of the best costumes because I literally just like, got everything to look exactly like the movie i don't i'm not like a halloween costume person so i really can't say i I want to be though like i my dream is like every year to have someone that hosts a halloween party where i can wear the coolest outfit like and have like the best costume but it hasn't happened for me yet um what about you well, I was even just thinking like back to as like a child child, but it's okay. I like don't yeah, I don't, you don't even remember. remember like growing up. Um, no. There was one year that me and my sister were Starbucks Frappuccinos and honestly that has been like top tier for me. Do you remember I that? I remember seeing the picture of that. Yeah, yeah, you guys like literally took a 
50 gallon trash can yeah and, like, and we turned it, it into and like a, into cup. a cup i guess not frappuccinos we were just like starbucks lattes but we like m- like put we put like these um what are they called when they go on your shoulders it was like uh, backpack straps basically yeah, but no, but they were, like a harness or whatever i don't know how you did it what or is what it you called used. the things that you put over your shoulders when you're like a dressy uh suspenders we would we put like suspenders over this trash can and then like we wrapped it to look like a Starbucks latte with like all this foam and stuff on top and got like the Starbucks logo with like brown paper across it for like the little yeah. It was honestly pretty legendary, not very practical. Like I was bumping into stuff left and right. See, that's a pretty nice costume. It was good. I would say that's a pretty like you like homemade. Yeah. No. really creative it was very yeah and i think my mom did most of it to be honest but yeah it was top tier i was probably like mm, 14 or 15 yeah that's a fantastic yeah costume so what about you do you have costumes because you asked yeah i mean i wasn't like trying to think about this to like flex about my costumes right oh. i don't think i really had that crazy of costumes going up i mean from the ages of like four to seven i'm pretty sure i went as bob the builder every single year right naturally so classic like little kid stuff yeah um yeah i mean I, probably i think it was like jack sparrow in there one year because mm. you know pirates of the caribbean was huge fantastic yeah a certified classic um i mean other than that i i went as like the party rock anthem <gasps> robot one no. year which that definitely dates me to a certain era. Yeah. Uh, but that was a fantastic uh, homemade costume. Did you ever do like a ghost? Like white sheet holes? We had a, a, a funny family get together where it was kind of impromptu with family that we hadn't seen in a long time. It was with my aunt and uncle out in Seattle. Yeah. And we were with them, but it wasn't actually during Halloween. But we were, <laughs> my my aunt literally said, we don't get to see you guys ever, so we're going to do a different holiday oh. every day of this week. Oh my gosh, that's so stressful. And we, <laughs> we, so we did like Easter one day, then we did like Halloween the next day, then we did Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and like Christmas. Christmas. And we just, wow. we actually went out and trick-or-treated in the middle of the year. <gasps> Just oh, like I would hate you. Unannounced, just went out and like <laughs> trick or treated. Did in you the actually get candy? We got some random stuff. Oh, I'm sure. I, I we did get some candy, but okay. that was actually the only time I've ever dressed up as a ghost. The sheet was because we didn't really have costumes. Right. She said, "Here's this <laughs> bed sheet. Poke some holes in it, and let's go trick or treat." That is funny. Okay, we're gonna get into the stories. I honestly am terrified. My sister said that some of these she thinks she like was going to have a bad dream about, which makes me really nervous. And like, I'm, this is not good for me, but okay, here we go. Um, I'm going to start. So I'll just listen. <laughs> yes. You can just listen. <laughs> I have to pull it up. Okay. Here we go. Oh my gosh. I'm so scared. <laughs> it's daylight when we're recording. So I think I'll be okay. Oh, this is long. Okay. It's barely daylight. It just got cloudy all of a sudden. Once I was doing a shoot just for fun over my Christmas break with a friend when I was just first starting out. She wanted to show off her unique style, so we took pictures in the nearby cemetery with a bunch of snow on the ground. 
Besides it being cold, there was a chill that settled over me as I walked around the gravestones, some over a hundred years old. We both brushed it off as just jitters from being around dead bodies. Later that night, we were walking around the college campus near her house. Since it's a fairly small college, students are expected to go home for the holiday break or board with families within the community during, through a program that they have. During Christmas break, students have to take what they want out of their housing because they aren't allowed back into their dorms until break was over and there were adults present. It was about 10 o'clock at night, freezing cold and dark. As we're wandering around, considering going back to her house, two guys suddenly appeared. They were college kids, both wearing t-shirts from the college and jeans, backpacks over their shoulders. They stopped when they saw us and watched for a while as we tried to cover up our panic and continue shooting. It was clear we couldn't walk, walk back to her house now because we were being watched. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw them walking around the edge of the campus on the sidewalk. Since they were walking away from us, we took the opportunity to head back towards her house. I cast a glance back to make sure they weren't following us or looking at us and they were gone. There was simply nowhere they could have gone. It was just the sidewalk and the lawn for a good 500 feet. Being the weirdos we were, we called out a hello to see if anyone would answer. The only sound we heard was of something metal crashing to the concrete somewhere further down the path. The same chill that had set in the cemetery set once again, and we practically sprinted back to her house. It could have been college students simply messing around during break, but it's safe to say we haven't shot in a cemetery or at the college campus in a hot minute. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> Got cloudy all of a sudden. Okay, a so... A fog rolls out from behind the buildings. They, these guys disappeared. Like, they were there, and then they weren't. Interesting. I can only think of one setting that we have been in that was near a cemetery that felt acceptable to be taking photos. What? It was on that Hilton Head Island wedding that was shot, and there was those <gasps> oh, beautiful, yeah, I think yeah, they're yeah. called mangrove trees. <gasps> I don't know and if And we that's were accurate. in a cemetery. <gasps> I forgot about that. But that's really the only time that I've ever felt like, oh, wow, that could be a yeah. cool spot to take photos. Yeah. There, there's a little bit of controversy controversy around shooting in cemeteries. Some people think it's not acceptable. Some people are like, whatever. Um, I personally just don't like cemeteries. They kind of freak me out a little bit. So I'm like, if I can stay away from them, that's fine. But this wedding we shot, they like that was one of her locations because it was like beautiful and like people shoot there all the time. Yeah, there was actually another wedding party there at the same time shooting that we were. Yeah. So that I think that also kind of helped the feeling yeah. of not like being as intrusive mm -hmm. as if you were doing it just yourself. Right. And it's Plus not the, like I was going to say the area that we shot in was more on the side of the cemetery where mm -hmm. there was like open land. Yeah. And it wasn't actually developed cemetery, but you had to go through the cemetery to get to the yeah. kind of land that was open. Yeah. So nothing spooky happened to us while we were shooting there, but these people, these two men apparently just disappeared. Yeah. And so that's kind of my point in saying that, like I can really only think of one time that I felt comfortable, like, approaching a cemetery to shoot in it yeah other than that i don't think i would ever be caught dead shooting in a cemetery yeah. be caught dead please please <laughs> oh my gosh so here's a little thing charlie charlie and me differ a little bit he's not really like he doesn't he doesn't really believe in like ghosts and stuff but i 
I've got my theories. So something like this, I would say, I don't know necessarily if the guy, these guys were ghosts. I don't know if they were because like they were wearing the t-shirts of the college. They weren't like wearing some pilgrim outfit or something that indicates that, you know, maybe they were from a previous century. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I think at this instance, I'm going to be like, okay, these were just some college kids. He looked away for a minute and like, maybe they're really fast. Maybe they, yeah, are playing a prank. That's going to be my conclusion. To oh, this. I could definitely see like two guys just running around like, oh, I've got this like really loud thing in my backpack. Let's like hide behind this wall and throw it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. They just want to be stupid. Like, oh, got him. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go to the next story. Every single time, oh, this is just freaking me out so much. It's going to take me a second to scroll to this. Yeah. My di- my sister did, like, mark the scariest stories, so I knew that that past one wasn't going to be the scariest story ever. So I was, like, prepared. Okay, you ready? Yeah, here we go. A local sports photographer who I've known forever asked me to go out to California to help him shoot volleyball nationals with him because his intern could no longer attend. The first few days went great, but one night while I was changing to shower, I saw him peeking at me through the window of the second story Airbnb. (gasps) He was hanging out of one window on the other side of the wall and very dangerously looking into the windows in the bathroom. I didn't think to change away from them because they overlooked mountains and no one would be able to see through except the way that he did. Long story short, I escaped the next morning and now I only travel with my boyfriend for out-of-town shoots. But every scary movie about stalkers or someone looking through a window gives me the major creeps. Okay, wait, who was this person? Can you go back? What did it say that they were? It was was a person that was responding to a local sports photographer asking for help to cover a tournament. Okay, so... The person that submitted the story was the one that traveled out to help the other person. And the person that was peeping in was the sports photographer. Was the <gasps> photographer. Oh my gosh, that that is actually, like, very high on my list for things I'm very terrified of. It's, like, people, like, looking through windows. Like, just, like, in instances where your guard is down like that, like, you just don't think about it. That is terrifying. That is terrifying. And so creepy. Yeah, I mean, we live in the city, so we have blinds on all all of our windows. But when you live out in the country or in the mountains, it's definitely a different feeling. Like, you can just kind of feel like, oh, I'm literally looking at a mountain, so who's going to be out here? Yeah, or if you have, like, those houses with, like, floor to ceiling windows that are in like super you know like the forest like that's super popular and it's gorgeous but it's like if someone's outside of that window at night like you don't have blinds like if someone is outside of that window even though you're in the middle of nowhere they're gonna be able to see you no oh i just got so terrified okay let me pull up the next one Oh, no, this is one of the ones that she marked as really scary. Okay. Do you want me to read it? No, I have to read it. I need to I need to conquer my fear. Uh, this system that I have going on is not working for me. Hold on. Let me just. So sorry. Okay. Oh, I think she said this is the one that is going to be. She said my worst nightmare is this one. Oh, oh, my gosh. I'm so nervous. Buckle yourselves up. Okay. Here we go. I was in the small. In. Okay. I'm so nervous I'm messing up my words. 
<laughs> in a small town in Croatia this summer, I was, okay, hold on, I messed up already. I was in a small town in Croatia this summer, and me and my friend were taking pictures of each other. The area was a little sketchy, but it was cute, so we stayed. We were walking down a little street when we saw this barn with beautiful lighting on the inside and tons of gorgeous flowers. No one was around, so we thought we would just slip inside and take a few pics. <laughs> There's the first bad idea. So we go in, and as soon as we entered the barn, an old lady, oh no, <laughs> an old lady closes the door behind us and locks the door. We tried pushing on the door, but it was locked and we couldn't get out. We were already freaking out when a homeless man comes out around the corner from behind the flowers. I was 17 and my friend was 19 and we were terrified thinking that we were going to get kidnapped or killed or something. So we literally run to the door and start pounding on it. This homeless man is still coming towards us, but we were about to fight for our lives if that's what it came down to. While we were pounding on the door screaming for help, one of the members of our group unlatched the doors and let us out. The homeless man ran back behind the flowers to whatever cave he came out of and sitting on the street right next to the barn was the lady that locked us in. It's not the most scary when you're reading it, but in the moment it was terrifying. No, that is really scary. That is so scary. Okay, so let me let me really analyze this. Do we think that the old lady and the homeless man were working together somehow? I mean, there's a definite plausibility. Yeah. So, like, why did she lock them in? I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of, I have a lot of questions. Yeah. My, one of my questions is, why did you go in the barn in the why first place? Why did you go <laughs> in the barn? Never go in the barn. If you're in a country that you are not super familiar with, you're in a smaller town where there's not as many accessible contacts or just ways to be found. Yeah. Maybe you should not go into areas that you're not familiar <laughs> with. That is so scary. I don't know if I would go into like a building that I, you know, didn't know if I was allowed to go into like a barn like that. Like that's someone's property. I would feel like, so weird about doing that. Yeah, you don't know if it's like a public public space right. or if this is someone's private barn. But some people are like way more chill about that. They're just like, oh, like ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yeah, that's not me. Can never be me. Yeah, yeah. And this is the added factor of like the homeless man like starting to walk towards them. Who knows what would have happened? Yeah, I yeah, there's like I'm thankful that you were able to <laughs> submit this story. Yeah, that you're here to submit this story, truthfully. Because there's no telling what oh could gosh. have happened. Yeah. Oh, that's so that yeah, that's one of my worst fears is something like that happening. Being kidnapped. To me. Yeah, kidnapped, just like in the wrong place, getting in trouble. Those are all things that terrify me, truthfully. Okay, I think this story Danielle said is like the scary story. <gasps> yeah, it is. Oh, she said this is the best one. Okay, I will try to contain myself. So this is how it starts. Okay, I had to submit this. About five years ago, my dad's aunt was diagnosed with brain cancer. She slowly started to deteriorate, and after a while, my dad decided to start in-home hospice with her in our house. The entire living room was turned into a makeshift hospital room, and I always got the major creeps going in there. 
One day, when we all knew it was coming, I went to the mall to get my mind off things. I got a call that day that she had passed and that I should come home to be with the family. I seemed to be the only one having a physical reaction since the thought of being in a room with a no longer alive great aunt was terrifying to me. They called the morgue and we waited about two hours for them to come. When they did, and I'm sorry, I know this is so weird, I decided to take photos of them wheeling her out of the house. I don't know why, but I rapid-fired some shots. <laughs> no. A few minutes later, when she was gone, I went through the photos, and after seeing nothing out of the ordinary, as much as possible watching someone get wheeled out, there it was. A perfect woman-looking figure standing right over my great-aunt's body. The image featured one worker wheeling the body, my great-aunt under the blue sheet, Another worker on the other end, and of course, an undeniably female body right in the middle of the three staring right down at my aunt. <gasps> my mom told me not to show that to my dad and to not share it. <laughs> to this day, I still can't believe it. I, I like to believe it was her soul watching her as they left. Yeah, There was just no way it was a smudge or light aberration. I totally got a photo of a ghost. No way. That is so crazy. Oh, I wish I, I was thinking about it this morning. I didn't put like a little thing on my form for them to submit photos. But also, I don't know if I would have wanted to see the photo, to be honest. That's kind of scary. <laughs> that is crazy. Like just the fact that you're like, oh, I'm just going to take these pictures. And then all of a sudden you look back. No, 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 no. Yeah, my question is, is do do you have, because you were mentioning that you were kind of rapid fire in the moment, do you have photos previously where the woman isn't there and then the same exact setting where the woman is, is there? there? Yeah, I'm sure if you're taking a bunch of photos. I have no idea. That's what I'm wondering. Mm. Oh, I'm terrified. <laughs> never take why did you take the photos don't take the photos just don't do it yeah i that's that's kind of a peculiar situation to be taking photos but but they I said mean, that themselves yeah, they just said like i don't know why i just started taking the pictures who knows oh yeah that is that is so crazy i kind of do want to see the photo do you or no sure Sure, you don't care? You yeah. don't respond well to spooky stories. You're literally just like, whatever. <laughs> You're not spooked yet? <laughs> no, I'm not. Let's Come on. Keep it going. <laughs> okay, we can keep it going. Okay, let me find my next one. Oh, no, this one's... She, okay, so she, like, named all of them. <laughs> and just the names of some of these really freak me out. Okay. She, as in her my sister. My sister named all of them. Like, she just gave me, like, a little, like, title for each one. And, like, the titles are... The titles are spooky. <laughs> okay. Oh, actually, this reminds me. We have a spooky story to tell after this story. And we, I'll... Yes. We do? Yeah, I'll tell... I'll remind you what it is. But let me read the story. Okay. Just to clarify before we start, I have never encountered a ghost, nor do I believe in them. I did my first ceremonial wedding October 1st. We arranged to meet... That was literally this month. 
We arranged to meet for getting ready photos at a hotel called Hotel Alex Johnson near where I live. I've heard scary, sketchy things about this hotel, and it just so happens that a long time ago, a bride and her husband were staying there after they had gotten married near the area. The story takes place years ago. That night, she either hung herself, proposedly jumped, or fell off the eighth floor and died. Me, Me and the bride were in the room just chatting and doing our normal stuff. Someone knocks on the door. I was in the other room taking photos of her dress. The bride opened the door and she was chatting with whoever was at the door. I went over there just as she was about to leave and I heard the person say, yeah, I got married here too. Have fun though. (laughs) Have fun. Wait, why does that terrify me? I peeked around the door and saw this lady wearing a white robe with a ridiculous hairstyle. It was pinned on the top of her head with roses. I thought it was one of her bridesmaids or something. The morning, I'm like actually so scared. The morning continues, continues on and 9.30 around, around 9.30 or 10 comes. We have to go set up the ceremony. I happened to leave by myself, which was a mistake because I had no idea what I was doing. The hotel is ancient and you need a card to even access the elevator. So I step in by myself. Someone was coming to the third floor where I was because I, it started moving Oh my gosh. I was trying to go downstairs to the lobby. The elevator stops and opens and there's a guy and his son in there. We move to a different floor and he says, Oh, this is your stop. I go out and it's the same exact replica of what was upstairs. I walked up and down the halls trying to find a lobby sign. I freaking turned the corner trying to go back into the elevator And I saw the same lady with the white robe and ridiculous hair. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I lost my my spot because I'm so nervous. (laughs) Where is my spot? Hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Okay, with the ridiculous hair at the other end of the hallway laughing. I didn't think anything of it, but I was getting pretty freaked out because I couldn't find an exit. I also didn't have a card for the elevator. I waited for the elevator to open and finally go down to the lobby. I raced to the bathroom because I am pregnant and needed to empty out before we drive an hour to the ceremony. I finished using the bathroom and on the back of the main door was a piece of paper. I looked at it and let's just say my literal blood ran cold. I swear I started having contractions because of how scared I became. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. On the paper was a long story about the bride and groom that stayed here and how that bride died. The picture the bride pictured was the woman that I saw talking to my bride and the same woman I had seen at the other end of the hallway. Oh my word. My mouth dropped open and my blood froze. I booked it out of the bathroom and into my car and I cried. <laughs> I have so many questions about that day. How was my bride talking to her? Did we see the same person? Does my bride believe in ghosts? I was so, so scared and it took me forever to finally collect myself and manage to go to the ceremony. I was pretty shook up for the rest of the day and still haven't asked my bride about it. I will never be doing photos there ever again. I'm not sure if my mind has changed about believing in ghosts or not. Someone could have posted that pic as a Halloween prank or something and hired that lady to do creepy stuff. But the other things that's really... Wait, the other thing that is really on oh oh okay the other things are on the like websites when you research that specific story so it shows the same bride on websites as well mm. and then they said so what do you think 
This episode is sponsored by Aftershoot. Aftershoot is an AI-assisted culling and editing software designed to save you hours of editing. Aftershoot offers unlimited culling and unlimited editing for a flat rate, so it's not priced per image. And Aftershoot can run without Wi-Fi, so you can edit on a plane in the middle of nowhere. Aftershoot has you covered. The culling app has lots of great features that can help you with the review process, like key faces, duplicate grouping, spray can mode, and more. Go to the link in the description and use code CASSIDY20 to get 20% off all Aftershoot packages. That's Cassidy20 to get 20% off all Aftershoot packages. Thanks for listening. And now back to the show. I am speechless. This is actually the scariest story I've ever heard because you like saw this person and your bride saw this person and then you saw this person again and then you go into the bathroom and see the photo. Like, Here's the thing. I don't understand how you don't talk to your bride about seeing that person. That's true. Like, how did you not right away be like, um, did you see that weird person we were talking to? Like, it's literally the person in the photo in the bathroom. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, she have, she, I'm getting this correct, right? Like, she yeah, no, observed she her bride talking to, to that person? Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand how... You don't approach your bride. You need to, yeah. You, whoever wrote this in, you need to go to your bride and be like, "Did you know this person?" You need that clarification. Yeah, because I, I'm kind of picturing like the photo. Sometimes like photos are like, you know, from back in the day, they're kind of like blurry, like they're not the best quality. So like maybe it was just a coincidence. Yeah, no. The, I mean, there's got to be a point. Like, hey. I just want to make sure that I was seeing things correctly. <laughs> Did you happen to be talking to a woman that was dressed in all white that had roses all in her hair? <laughs> or was I just making that up? That is just giving ghosts. Like, oh, that is terrifying. So the story that I wanted to say is a literally just like this, kind of. Like, obviously, it's not. We didn't have this experience. But we shot at a hotel where... Um, what was the, the hotel that we shot up in Traverse City? Yeah, it's in, in northern Michigan, and we didn't realize it, but as Cassidy was shooting getting ready photos, I was outside waiting for the girls to change. And there was just a little bit of downtime, and I was kind of like just chilling because I had already gotten the photos done that I needed to on the other side of the building. Yep. And I, I was just scanning the walls, and found an article that was clipped on the wall that was all about covering the fact that this hotel was known to have a spirit that roamed the halls of the hotel. Yeah. And I'm so glad I didn't see that article because the way that I would not step foot in there again, I would refund my couple and I would drive home. Like, I genuinely be like, I am not going in this building. We were only in there literally for getting ready, and then we were somewhere else the rest of the day. But ter- the it's terrifying. That's just terrifying. Also, like, why are you clipping that out and putting that on your walls? People got to know. You got to warn people? There's I don't a, know. There's <laughs> like a ghost disclosure. Yeah. You Like, people know that if you see ghosts in a building, yeah, you got to disclose that. <laughs> if you see a woman in a white robe, with an updo with roses in her hair, walk the other way. Here's the other part of the story. They they went in the elevator. There was like a man and his son. 
went in the elevator again, same man, same son, different floor, then walked down the same hallway, and then there's the woman in the robe. Okay, that's how an elevator works, though. No, 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 but, like, it's, like, the same... Didn't they say it was on the same floor? Like, they were on the same floor? Or no? Did I misread that? Well, I'm just saying, if you see a man and a son in an elevator on one floor, walk down stairs and see the same man okay so maybe that part of the story (laughs) confused me a little bit i'm picturing like one of those like like out of body like not out of body but you know where like things keep repeating like it's like it's creepy because it's like you open the elevator door and it's like the same thing and you go up a floor and then it's like the same person's there that's what i thought that they were saying but no well, that would make sense if right. it was the same person in the elevator. No, not in the elevator. Like, when you open the door, who's standing in front of you on the floor? You know what I mean? They weren't in the elevator. They were running to different floors trying to because catch the elevator. Because they were trying to avoid the man and the son in the elevator. <laughs> they took the stairs. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Either way, that is 100% the scariest story I've ever heard. And I'm actually not sleeping The tonight. thing that doesn't make sense is the fact that the woman who wasn't in the elevator would be on different floors. Right. That's where it she was weird. on. She was on different floors. Maybe I'm making stuff up. I don't know. Like, it was a long story. Regardless, like, I, don't, I don't think we need to go no, back. No, we don't. We don't. You're right. Let's go to the next story. It was very weird. Weird. Talk to your bride. Talk to your bride. Also, like, thank you for disclosing the name of the hotel because the way that I will never, ever, ever be shooting within 50 miles of that hotel. Cassidy also shot at another haunted hotel. When? In upstate New York. (gasps) Oh, yeah. But that one's not as creepy because, like, the ghost is supposed to be just, like, this little kid that, like, died on the golf course. And apparently, like, you can see him, like, roaming the golf course at night. Like, and like a kid, that doesn't scare me. Hmm. On the golf course? Like, I wasn't even on the golf course. Yeah, she's not a golfer. No. So it doesn't affect her at all. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. But if you golf in upstate New York, you better watch out. It's called the Sagamore. (laughs) 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 Please don't sue me, Sagamore. (laughs) Just to clarify, before we start, I have never encountered a ghost, nor do I believe in them. That is literally the story story I just read. read that one. Okay, here we go. The Hotel Bride, not that one. I read The Hotel Bride. I That's know, what I just read. Not that one. Okay. One eerie evening in 2016. Oh, 2016. So spooky. That was a good year. Actually, yeah, it was kind of a good year. I had an unusual request from a couple for their maternity session. They wanted something different. Abandoned buildings were all the rage back then. And my photographer friend and I stumbled upon a decrepit break factory with gorgeous light streaming through shattered windows i shared the location with my clients and they embraced the vision albeit with a bit of hesitation as the sun set in the most gorgeous evening the session went flawlessly and my clients had a blast after a couple goodbye hugs and seeing them off into the encroaching darkness i retreated to my car to review the photos but that moment something triggered my you're being watched, alarm bell. Oh, no. I looked up from my camera and witnessed a man in the century-old filthy attire perched on the cinder block wall inside the factory, <gasps> staring straight at me. <laughs> no, no, no. My blood instantly ran cold, and I lost all feeling. I immediately scanned the vicinity for any other signs of life, but there were none. When I returned my gaze... The man had vanished into thin air in a matter of seconds. 
That's when the realization hit me. The wall, towering 10 feet high, enclosed in an area my friend and I could never figure out how to get into. Did I check my camera for the man? You bet your butt I did, but to my dis- disappointment, nothing. Okay. So issue number one, why are we going in spooky places? <laughs> that is issue number one. I do actually remember <laughs> the kind of wave of the trend of trying to find abandoned oh, places. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, honestly, there's a couple like uh, real or like pages that I still see every once in a while that... It's their thing to go like find abandoned like mansions or homes or different things and go in there and just try to run around and see what there is to see. But I feel like those are definitely the the places that if you are trying to be a ghost hunter, you're probably gonna probably find gonna find something. something. Yeah. I you can kind of like I can kind of tell what's gonna happen with like the abandoned building and like I don't know, it just was giving a ghost is gonna pop up. Like you should have known going into it. Like the old this is uh, the perfect. The old brake factory worker. Yeah. He sure. heard your brakes when you rolled up yeah. and he's like, I definitely yeah. need to change he's those like, brakes. He's like, I need to fix those brakes. That your brakes were bad enough to wake up a hundred year old man <laughs> from his death <laughs> to say, Wow, this woman needs some brakes. He's like, Excuse me, ma'am, can I talk to you about your car warranty? <laughs> Oh, okay. Let's get to the next one. One time I was photographing an engagement session at a park that's super popular for photos. There's usually always a ton of photographers around, and I noticed a male photographer taking photos of another couple in a lot of the same spots we were. My couple goes to the bathroom to change outfits, so I'm just waiting by myself. This man comes up to me, and at first I thought it was the photographer I saw with the other couple. He says, hey, I noticed it looks like you really know your way around this park. And that's when I noticed he did not have a camera and he was not the photographer I saw earlier. I thought that was really weird. Uh, I thought that was a really weird way to approach someone because, like, was he just watching me? Keep in mind, this is a huge park. There's lots of different gardens, architecture, and trails. So to notice that someone knows their way around would imply that you were following them because otherwise you would lose sight of them pretty quickly. He goes, can I get your card? And I told him I don't have one. Then he asks for my website. I told him I don't remember the URL. Not true, but I was trying to get this guy to leave me alone. (laughs) Like, how wouldn't you know your own URL? (laughs) Then he asked for my Instagram. And at this point, I was super nervous and was just trying to get him to leave me alone. I give him my business Instagram. He follows me without saying anything and walks off into the park. I had this pit in my stomach and felt super weird about the situation. After the session, I explained the situation to my couple and they made sure to walk me to my car and I immediately blocked him as soon as I got in my car. Nothing ended up happening, but the whole situation felt strange and just serves as a reminder of how careful and aware you have to be sometimes. That's freaky. Yeah. Like you don't have to give your business card to everyone. Just like the story. Be careful. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't think it's common practice today, but like you used to always have a bunch of information on your business cards too, like your business address, your phone number, number, all this stuff. And I don't know. I mean, it's not even really that common to even carry a business card anymore, let alone all the extra information. But Mm -hmm. it just makes you think like you got to be pretty cautious on what information you have out there. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's just so weird. And like, I feel like people will use like, being interested in your business as a way to like get you to talk to them and like respond and stuff. 
So I could see that going very badly. Like if he like had a way to contact you, like your Instagram, that's just not, not what we want. So this photographer was smart. I'd love to see it. Yeah. And, uh, shout out to the couple that was willing to accompany her back to her car. Yes. Very nice of them. All right. I'm ready for the next spooky story. Genuine people. Give me a spook. I had a couple who really wanted to do their engagement session at the property about one and a half hours from me. I was a little hesitant about going to private property since, you know, these are strangers, but I agreed because I felt bad about telling them no because they seemed so excited about doing it at their property. I drive out, I drive out to the absolute middle of nowhere and meet them at their house. The girl comes out to greet me and says, let's go around back and get my fiance. We go around to the back of the house and her fiance is literally chopping wood wood up and covered in dirt. He's like, oh, hey, you're here. Let me go get cleaned up. I'm like, am I in the start of a creepy movie? (laughs) Super weird considering you knew exactly what time I'd be here and you decide to chop wood up until I get there. And we're about to take photos, but okay. He also just gave me really weird vibes. Like the look in his eyes was just off. He comes back, comes back out and they're like, okay, let's go into the field. I was completely unaware that we'd be in a field of horses. We're taking photos. Everything is going fine, but, but vibes are just a little weird. Like their energy is just off. Eventually I have them sitting down in the grass for a pose and I kneel down facing them. All of a sudden, they look behind me and they're yelling, no, 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 stop. I turn around and a horse is charging at me. (gasps) I stand up at the last second and the horse luckily stops right before it gets to me. I had my backpack on and I was crouching down, so it must have thought I was a strange animal or something. The couple just starts laughing and doesn't even acknowledge the situation or apologize to me. It was almost like they were just laughing to themselves. That definitely ruined my mood for the rest of the shoot, considering I literally could have died and they didn't even care. I recently just photographed their wedding and the vibes were weird. It was like the whole family had the same vibe, like they weren't fully there and had this weird distant look in their eyes. For anyone for anyone who's super in tune with energy, you'll know what I mean when I say I left that wedding feeling completely drained even though it was a pretty easy work day. Mm -mm. It's the beginning of that part for me. Like, you're chopping wood. What are you going to do with that axe? No, no, no. Yeah, if you could uh, set your axe to the side, please, that would be great. the weapon over here. I understand why you wouldn't go to private property. I don't think I've ever done anything on private property either. Oh, no, I have. I was going to say, didn't you have a rather strange session with a horse, too? Oh, did I? Or who? Maybe. I might be remembering another submission from a different time. I know. I actually know what you're talking about. Um, Yes. (laughs) I did have a strange session with the horse. But the horse didn't try to charge me. Yeah, a stampeding horse would definitely not yeah. set the mood off, right? Yeah. Okay. I typically shoot with my husband, literally world's best second shooter. But of course, the one time I go with my with a client by myself, things get weird. So here's the sitch. I've met with the client before. She's actually a repeat, and I love her so much. 
We plan to do a sweet session of her and her elderly dogs at a local dog park on the bougie side of town. I should mention this park is huge, literally so nice, all fenced in with some woods and hills for even the large dogs to run and play. It's a Tuesday morning and we're the only ones there and I'm stoked lots because it's a beautiful morning. There's lots of light and just in general, her and her dogs are playing I love shooting candidates. At one point, I'm on the ground for the best angle, of course, and notice someone walking up behind me. I look and it's a man holding a leash. We make eye contact and he changes course and sits near a bench. No big deal other than the fact that it kind of spooked me and we carry on. We start walking on the track while her dogs walk beside her. And again, I'm taking photos. I hear the footsteps again behind us and look and he calls for his dog. I don't remember the name and I think nothing of it. We continue with our session and I've completely forgotten about him. The leash, the out of nowhere leash still in hand. He steps out from the edge of the tree line and tries to start conversation with my client and um, nothing. And I think it's nothing weird, just small talk, just about the weather in the park. We start to go separate directions. He keeps trying to further conversation. At that point, I'm just a little sus because it's a large man and me and my client are alone in this park. He says he can't get his dog to come back to him and asks if we can help. My client starts to head toward him when I step in front of her for a moment and say, we'll be right back with some treats. I look at my client and tell her we need to leave. I don't have a good feeling about him. As we're halfway up the hill, the man starts walking after us. At this point, we're probably about a seven minute walk from the car, but there's literally no one else there. We both got the same feeling at the same time because of the look on that man's face. So we book it to the car and she actually, mm, what is, oh, she actually went into my car. It was closer and we felt like the man was right behind us. We get the dogs in and we jump in and the man comes up the hill and is looking around to see where we went. I guess which, which car we were in, doors locked. I asked my client if this was weird or if I'm just being paranoid. And she said there was definitely bad intention. We wait to see what he does. And I'm calling my husband, telling him what's up. Then we make eye contact with the man and watch him get into his car and pull out with no dog with him. We never saw the dog. He didn't leave with one. We only saw his braided rope leash. I'm a little jumpy when it comes to strange men looming around, probably, but I really do think my response may have prevented something. Where's the dog? Where's the dog? Prove it. Where's your dog? Show me a picture on your phone. Where's Where's the dog? Nope. That is so spooky. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's unfortunate that... Yeah. That there's people that would do something like that. I, I, I mean... Hopefully, if that guy was actually looking for his dog. Right. Hopefully, he found his dog. His invisible ghost dog. Yeah, but maybe there's no dog. Yeah, there's probably no dog. Man. That is so spooky. I just, I, yeah, I that's like textbook. Something that someone tries to do. Like, oh, I have a puppy in the back of my car. You want to see my puppy? Oh, I have, where's my dog? Can you help me? Like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good for you to follow your intuition. It's always better to be safe than sorry. All right, we are cutting it close for time, so Charlie is going to read our next story. We're just going to read two more submissions. My first wedding. Why? Why are you looking at that? First wedding. 
Oh. A spooky story from your first wedding. Even that is like spooky. Your first wedding, that's so spooky. Tough. <laughs> what? My throat. Oh, Sorry. keep going, keep going. <clears throat> it was a chaotic day, but even more so while editing. My MacBook was new and had never had a single issue. I found an orb on the bride's dress in one of the reception photos and wasn't sure whether to remove it or not. I went to zoom in on it, and my whole computer froze. <laughs> I thought, haha, it'll come come good any second now. After 10 minutes, nothing had changed, so I videoed my screen. I start describing my experience, and my screen shows the most glitchy thing I have ever seen. I have the vid if you want reference. My whole computer shuts down for a good 10 minutes, restarts, and then acts like nothing ever happened. I later mentioned the orb to my client, and she says she had a family member that passed away recently. I think the family member is clearly a protective one. Oh, wow. Okay, so this is an editing story. I've been waiting for someone to be like, I took a photo of a ghost and noticed it while I was editing the photos or something like that. So we've got an orb. And this orb shut down shut down the computer. <laughs> That's kind of scary with like the glitch though. Like, okay, like it's frozen, whatever. You take a video of it and then it starts glitching. Mm, that's freaky. No, but they're saying connected, like the orb would be connected to the family member. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I yeah. know. I guess it's just like, a, yeah, it's probably the family, family member. It's still just a little creepy though being the photographer and like, you know, just like a spooky experience. You don't think that's too spooky? No, I I do. Like, I don't know. Check your Mac. Check your Mac, yeah. I also thought sometimes that orbs were just like a light, like a, just like a sun flare, but like just like with how the light is. Like, I'll get them all the time on my phone, like just randomly. Like, you know You're what I mean? seeing orbs all the time randomly on your phone? Like when I go to take a, a photo of something, yeah. That doesn't happen to you? Never. Please. You don't get just like a little tiny thing ever? It happened to me literally yesterday in a store. I'll literally show you the picture. Someone's planting orbs around you. No, like there was like just like, it's just like a little, I don't know, like a little, like I think it's a literal light glitch thing. Like look, look at this thing that's on my, like it was just like from the light. That's a mirror. That's like the ref- refraction of the mirror. That's not an orb. Oh. Mirrors do that all the time. Okay. Well, I also get orbs all the time, like when I record and stuff, all the time. Like anywhere I go. Okay. So, <laughs> gosh, this is our last story. I saw there's one buzzword in this that I am terrified to even read. Oh, my word. <laughs> no, seriously. Okay. This story gets me spooked every time I talk about it. Here I go. I was shooting a wedding. Meanwhile, I'm six months pregnant, and it was a perfect outdoor reception. Well, there was a Tinder date that went wrong, and by wrong, I mean wrong. This girl met up with a guy she met on Tinder, and he is borderline serial killer. Well, to make a long story short, he met up with her, stabbed her multiple times, then fled the scene, ended up in the parking lot at my client's venue. Stabbed one of the client's wedding guests no in way. the parking lot 10 
times. No way. <laughs> that is crazy. Luckily, everyone ended up okay, but was in critical condition for a while. Very grateful they're okay and doing well. He got arrested and his interview is straight ick. The headliner of the news report said, man said he had fun stabbing Tinder date an elderly oh, woman. My and proceeds goodness. to say that he wanted to do it again and was planning on stabbing more people. <gasps> Lock that man up forever. Yes. Lock that man up. Absolutely terrifying that we were feet away from this man, oblivious to what was going on while having a dance party for the newlyweds. We are not safe anywhere, people. Side note, the videographers had the caution tape and police lights in the send-off video. Oh, my word. Guess we really do document every moment of the day, don't we? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is horrible. Like, I thought it was just going to end at, like, they were in the parking lot, like, you know, hiding. Why you have to? Why do you have to do it to a wedding guest too? Well, uh, yeah, that's just. I mean, the, a person is just not right. Oh, like, in their head. yeah. That is actually the craziest story. Like, I think, you know, the ho the hotel bride that was spooky. Like, I get it, but there were like kind of ways to explain that away. This is just straight up a horror movie. Yeah, this is where the chainsaw guy with the chainsaw. Yes, literally. <gasps> oh my gosh, I'm never gonna feel the same at a wedding. Like, honestly, October weddings, man, spooky that that story. It's a good one to end on because that was crazy. But like, I still don't I don't feel good about that story. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's where it crosses a threshold for me is that is literal. Like it actually happened. That yeah. physically tangibly happened. Yeah. And a person was physically harmed. Mm. Seeing ghosts or getting chills like sure, they're creepy settings, but. Right. When you have a person that shows up with a knife and is actually physically harming someone, that is just completely different. No. Yeah. So spooky. So terrifying. Kind of a morbid way to end the episode, but... Goodness. Yeah, it is what it is. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you liked this um, week's, or I guess this year's Halloween episode. This is my first time doing this. Also, shout out to the What We Said podcast because I got this idea from them. They like dress up and tell spooky stories. So shout out to them. Hope you guys liked these spooky stories. And if you did, let me know. Like submit in the in Spotify. You can like do a little response or comment on my YouTube video and like let me know what you guys think if i should do it again next year if i shouldn't if this is too cringy for you if you're too spooked out let let me know all your thoughts um that's it guys um charlie do you have any parting words for the listeners no uh radar outfits love to hear your thoughts <laughs> i'm feeling outfits. as confident as ever in this outfit and i think i might this might actually become part of my uh, daily repertoire awesome cool bye guys see you next week oh, sure. With all of the highlights and the shadows is my composure All the layers above, all the edits and tweaks, I know her I am so done, need more time developing in my red room It doesn't matter wherever I am on the top of the mountain or down in quicksand Whatever the moment, wherever we stand, I'm taking it doesn't matter wherever I am on the top of the mountain or down in quicksand Whatever the moment, wherever we stand I'm taking you, taking you, taking you Oh, sure Getting a little bit higher With different steps I take I'm getting good Oh, sure 
Never go.